Injured in a car accident? It's about money. Your money. Your settlement. We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery? You pay no fees or costs. We strive to get you more at LawyerUp904.com. Moments like this, these last two football games, being able to do what we've done, energize a city, right? Energize a, a, a town, energize fans. Uh, it's only going to make us better moving forward, and that's the part that I'm excited about. No one, no one thought we should be here, and we just kept believing, and it's really cool, really cool to be a part of, and, and it was special, and like I said, just the beginning. You know, I, I go back to April, and I, I told the team in April, I said, expect to play playoff games on the road in Cincinnati, Buffalo, and Kansas City. You know, I think that was this this year, obviously, was huge for, for this organization, for our city, for just our franchise, you know, moving forward, and, and it kind of sets the bar of, of, of who, who we're going to be and, and what we're going to do moving forward. And and that's the mindset, and, the, and we won't settle for less than that. And this this won't be this won't be the last you guys hear of us. So we'll be back. This boy got a hit. Ten Ten XL ninety two point five FM presents Jaguars Today with your host Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith. And E to the T. All right, good morning, everybody. It's finally over. The 2022 season ends with Super Bowl 57, and now it's all about your Jacksonville Jaguars. Can they get Super Bowl 58? Good morning. Well, it's not all about that. We'll be looking back at Super Bowl 57 today. Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, and E.T. Good morning, Tony. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. How's the Super Bowl get together? It was good. Yeah? Yeah. Any, uh... Highlights, anything uh, like that? <laughs> no, nothing like that. Okay. I mean, it was just a small group of friends. We got together, pizza and wings. No and- drunken throwdown? Oh, no, none of that. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. E.T., any <laughs> drunken throwdowns for you this weekend? No. Well, this weekend, yeah, but not for Super Bowl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that later on in the program. Where'd you watch it? At the house? At the crib. So, yeah. Solo. Me, I watch it with Heather, and we, we do it pretty much every year. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, at least when I'm home, when I'm not right. at the game, and uh, we like it. You know, we, we. I don't mind it at all. We can pause it, because I'm the worst, because, like, I forget as soon as they go to break, I'm just so conditioned. Okay, take my attention away from the television right. when the commercials come on and you're like oh this is the one time you want to actually watch them so it's nice in today's day and age that you can rewind things and True. watch Balls, it whatever i probably found out who won the super bowl 25 minutes after the super bowl was over because you know, <laughs> we we paused enough times uh, and you know there, there's some times tony when they come back out of break I, I don't need to hear what greg olson is saying mm-hmm. about the last drive i can catch right up and uh and see it, but I, I thought the game was was really good. I do too, right? Yep. I'm really good. One of the better ones I've seen. It was a good one. You know, uh, I mean that that penalty. It's going to stick in a lot of people's minds. James Bradbury admitted he held him. I didn't like the call, and I get it. With a holding, it's what occurs before the ball is in the air. So everybody's talking about how the ball was uncatchable. It's my first reaction too. It's like a natural gut reaction. As soon as Mahomes threw it, I was like, oh, he's throwing that away. That's what I really thought. I didn't, without even being able to see what was going on with Juju Smith-Schuster, but holding doesn't matter. Nope. You know, so by the technical aspects of the rule book, 
they, what do they say? Technically correct is the best form of correct, <laughs> right? Because that's actually correct. Uh, I mean, it was it was a hold. Yeah. The question is, do you need to call it there? Have they let similar plays go throughout the course of the game? I mean, it mm-hmm. was a not a game determining play, but definitely a game influencing play. Uh, no doubt. Uh, I was stunned by the number of former NFL players who had the uncatchable. You know, like reaction to it, I was like, guys. But that's the thing. Y'all played in the league. Tone, we've got players in recent years that didn't realize what the rules of overtime were. Right. Right. Like, oh, the game's over now? Like, (laughs) so I'm not that shocked that they don't know all the ins and outs. But it was a big number of players that were like, it's uncatchable. How do they make that call? It's, well, because they called holding and not pass interference. Right. That's how they make that call. Right. uh, In that particular moment. And I'll go back to where a common refrain that I have. You know, I feel like we do this every year in the playoffs. We we do it a lot after every Jaguars game anyway, uh, right, with the officials' conversation. But big playoff games, the Super Bowl obviously being one of those, uh, the fans that come out and say the game is fixed, right? And there's some portion of NFL fans who say that every year. That's and, every game right, now, like, I, and I it's, believe. You know, we got it on the text line. I mean, it's pretty clear that the calls that the Chiefs get over and over and over again – that the the league appears to be fixed. It's like, why are you still watching? I I just. Oh, I'm with you, bro. Like, like I ask every, all, all if the you people, think it's fixed, why do you watch? I wouldn't watch. All, all the people who have turned off. I'm not going to watch the NFL anymore for X amount of reasons, mm-hmm. right? Colin Kaepernick, this, that, the other thing. They're they're having record ratings, yeah. and they're just okay. I mean, that's fine. If yeah. you don't want to, I don't, you don't have to. I don't disagree that it's a bummer that that flag in that moment comes out sure right like I'm not saying that that's not oh man like it's been a great game like one of the all-time Super Bowls up to that point and it'd be great for Kansas City to be forced to take that field goal and let's see what the Eagles do right right like that would have been fantastic in that game I think the the game certainly was worthy of that kind of end right that the Eagles have a chance one more time to go make something happen and who knows maybe they turn it over maybe they get the field goal maybe they score a touchdown and win the Super Bowl or maybe they score a touchdown and maybe there's enough time left for Kansas City to come back we'll never know and look as a football fan when the flag came out I was like oh that stinks and then they showed it I was like oh but he grabbed him right (laughs) like that was my next reaction was I don't love that that flag comes out at that point in the game, but it's not unworthy of being flagged. I think that you can have the complaints about how often in the game did they let that particular penalty go. Okay, well, they didn't let it go that time. And, uh, yeah, as a fan, it's like, oh, we missed out on what could have been an all-timer. Right. Right at the end of that game, and that's that's a bit of a downer, but it was a great game overall. Uh, I thought it was too, and I think you know we're asking you today your Chad and Sandy real estate question of the day. What, if anything, do you think will be your lasting memory of this game? And a lot of people are saying already it'll be that penalty flag. I maybe you know I don't know. I, I don't. I'm trying to. I'm sure there have been egregious penalty calls over the years. I can't remember most of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they kind of blur, and maybe this one won't. But uh, I'm not sure what will be my lasting memory of this. Maybe it'll just be the fact that we got the two leading contenders for MVP duking it out and looking like they were the two leading contenders for MVP. I thought, you know, obviously Jalen Hurts statistically better than Mahomes yesterday. If he doesn't have a fumble that gets returned for a touchdown. And by the way, if the other fumble, which I think was properly ruled to not be a fumble, 
right, doesn't get overturned. Mm-hmm. Nick Bolton is what we're remembering the Super Bowl for. Oh, no doubt. He's, he's Super Bowl MVP at that point with two defensive scores yeah. on the day, on a day where at that point they needed that. They needed that boost because Kansas City's defense was not stopping Philadelphia in the first half. I think the game, Tony, was not won, but the game was kind of saved a little bit early in the second half when the Chiefs forced a field goal from the Eagles to keep it a one-score game after a 17-play drive. I mean, they were just killing them, particularly in the right flat with those little short, quick hitters to the wide receivers and the backs coming out of the backfield, picking up five and setting up preferable down and distance early on in those drives, continually having third and shorts and convertible downs, and uh, they were almost impossible to stop in those short yardage situations. But they forced them to a field goal there, answered with a touchdown, and then forced them into a three and out, the only three and out that they had the whole game. Uh, in fact, uh, only the second – I guess they had the three and out early on uh, in the in the first half, but yeah. the, the only second one of the second half. Really. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the defense stepped up a little bit for Kansas City in the second half. The offensive line – was amazing when you consider you know you look at the Jags how did the Jags not get Patrick Mahomes when he was hobbling around out there well <laughs> he, he how, how did the team that was on the brink of setting the record for the most sacks in league history yeah not get him once well, yesterday and I, I think ultimately I don't know you know how people today they're going to react with anger about the call right like that's going to be the, the reaction to the game and maybe that's how Super Bowl 57 will be remembered forever but my guess is it'll be remembered as the game because it'll be talked about over and over again, right? And we'll see how many more times Patrick Mahomes is playing in a Super Bowl ultimately in his career. But I think in 15 years when they talk about Super Bowl 57, it'll be, oh, yeah, that's the one where he played with the high ankle sprain right. and it got aggravated in game and he still balled out. Well, that's what they're going to try to make the narrative, yeah. right? Because they're already setting this up as, you know, this is the Michael Jordan flu game. Yeah. This is the this, the that. Whatever, this is the defining moment of Patrick Mahomes' career. Look, it, it clearly was in a to lot of pain. To this point, yeah. Right, to, maybe to <laughs> yeah. this point. I mean, the, yeah. is it more important than the first Super Bowl that he won? I doubt it. No, yeah. You know, I mean, so uh, regardless, uh, today let's talk about it. And what do the Jags need to do to close the gap with the Kansas City Chiefs as well? But the official Chad and Sandy real estate question of the day today, what, if anything, will be your lasting memory a Super Bowl 57. So all things Super Bowl 57 on the table, uh, including the halftime show, including all the commercials, including all that stuff, uh, and including the refereeing and just uh, what your thoughts were on was this one of the better Super Bowls that you've seen in your lifetime and your viewing experience. If you want to get in today and talk about it, 641-1010 is the easiest way to do that on the phone lines. It also works on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, or you can hit us up on Twitter today. At MD underscore 1010XL, at 1010XL Fat Tony, and at IME2, the T. Come on, somebody. All right, here we go. Anybody pick Kansas City to win the game, by the way, on Friday? <laughs> <clears throat> we know we, we know someone <laughs> did. So, uh, I, I, I'll tell you, in all honesty, um, we had a show yesterday, E, where we had myself, another host, and we had eight other hosts from our SiriusXM channel join us throughout the course. It was like a Super Bowl special. And, of course, we're asking all of them to pick the winner. We had already declared as the host of the show that we're both going with Kansas City at the top of the show. The first six out of eight that came on all picked the Chiefs. I was shocked, quite frankly. you know. And then I started watching. I'm like, 
what a bunch of dummies. I mean, right? Like, like Philadelphia has been the best team probably in the league mm-hmm. when Pat, when Jalen Hurts, excuse me, has been healthy. And they were handling their business. They looked like they, it was – like, honestly, you wonder, if Hurts doesn't fumble and that's not returned for a touchdown there and, and swings the momentum a little bit, and it still ended up with KC down, what, by 10 at the half. But if they didn't get that play in the first half to give them a chance to hang on and settle down a little bit, you wonder if Philly doesn't win that thing going away mm. yesterday. Never know, right? Never they, only, know. Yeah. they don't play at 10,000 simulations. They only play at one The refs did time. just enough to keep it close Good to job, the refs. end. Good job, I refs. Good job, refs. I read the script. <laughs> hey, look, we're, everyone's falling in love with Trevor. I'll take some of that home cooking uh, <laughs> one day down the line. Let's Please, let's get him to that icon status that we get all the calls one day as well. I don't think Kansas City got all the calls yesterday, by the way. I, I don't, I mean, And I don't think like, – it's a shame – that that is something that people can point to as, you know, a call in an inopportune time. I don't deny that. But I guess I'm just not that guy who's going to believe that the refs go, oh, you know what? It's that time. We got to put the fix in for the Chiefs yeah. at this point in time. I, I just, you know, wh- what were you doing when the, the Eagles were going up and down the field in the first half? <laughs> you know, I, I guess you figured you had plenty of time to still impact the game. By some theories. All right, so 38 to 35, uh, Chiefs beat the Eagles, but defense wins championships, right, Tone? These days, uh, not so much. <laughs> it helps if you have a defensive touchdown. I'll, yeah. I'll say that. I so. think there were five empty possessions in that entire game, and one of those was a missed field goal. You better be ready to score in yeah. today's National Football League. Unfortunately, that's where the strength lies for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, if you want to get in, you know the ways to do it. You're listening to Jaguars today, post Super Bowl. So, uh, officially, the first full day of the 2023 NFL offseason. We'll discuss myriad topics with you here on 1010XL and 90- Everything you need to know about the Jags. Jaguars today on 1010XL. Hey, I understand you people if you're putting your own self first, right? That's what we do. Uh, But you're talking about memories from the Super Bowl yesterday. Best memory, this is on the text line, designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Best memory of this year's Super Bowl, I made five prop bets on the game. I won two of them. Disappointing, but just before kickoff, I picked some squares on the website, but it didn't go through, so I sent it again. Come to find out, both went through. I had 14 squares with crappy numbers, but I had five for the home team and eight for the away team in both pools, so I won 40% of the $500 pool for having the final score twice. Oh, nice. Yeah, good for you. Uh, and uh, I, I was okay at the moment. Let's see. Uh, this one from Papa G, my favorite memory, was that field goal at the end because that gave me the $200 final game Super Bowl square. I had, first of all, I had the exact score for a smidge there in the fourth quarter. I had 28-27, but I knew <laughs> that was not going to hold up the way the points were going up. <laughs> so I looked and I said, well, if they can just hold Philly – out of the end zone, get a touchdown here, and go up 35-27, then I got the five and the seven, and I'll win the square contest if it holds on that. And it did go to that. And then, of course, uh, you know, Philadelphia able to come down the field and score the touchdown. And it was at that point, Tony, where if they hadn't been able to, they would not have kicked the field goal. No. Right? I mean, it wasn't like they were settling for much anyway, although they kicked a couple (laughs) in the game. But Yeah, you you saw the new NFL on full display. Right. With that Eagles what team last down? night. I mean, my gosh. What fourth down? As aggressive as you could be. There was an early third down in uh, Chiefs territory that I thought, man, I wonder if they 
You know, like, yeah. can they afford to fall any further behind? You know, I, it, I, it had a feel to me like in the first half, the Eagles offense was just not going to be stopped today. Right. They had a great yeah. game plan, and they're just going to march it up and down the field. At, at least march it the times when they weren't slipping and falling flat on their face. <laughs> How can the NFL allow that field Yeah, to be – what you played on in yeah. the biggest game of the year. Well, and it's not Arizona's field. Apparently, it's like the what I think they're calling it like a golf turf that was at Arizona State that they brought in for the Super Bowl or something like that. Like Great I job, saw, guys. I saw a headline about it, and I I didn't know that's the kind of field they were playing. Like I remember looking at it last night and saying that's not like a traditional turf field. It doesn't look like in a dome, but okay. And and then. I saw a headline afterwards. I was like, oh, that might explain some things. I think Arizona's field gets complained about anyway. Yeah. The regular one uh, gets complained about. But, um, you know, I, I just thought it was crazy how many times. I, I, man, I, all I'm thinking is somebody's going to blow an Achilles out yeah. on this. You know, so many. And it, it impacted both teams. But, you know, guys were trying to stop on the sideline and their feet were coming out from under them. And no doubt, guys yeah. were trying to pivot and make a move and their feet were sliding out from under them. Uh, you saw uh, Jake Elliott on that kickoff. I mean, go flat down on the ground. It's amazing those guys can get that much on the ball as their plant leg is sliding out from under them. And he, I, he got a touchback on that one. Yeah. You know, one of his better kickoffs of the day. But I just thought it was, you know, just an embarrassment, honestly. For the league to play on something like that, like that, that to me is a bigger issue than the refereeing. But of course, you know, uh, I was rooting for Kansas City, so it wasn't like, you know, I, I I do get it. Like I'm not saying it was a call. I at the time was like, oh really? You know, we're, yeah. gonna, we're gonna make uh, the this same call reaction. here. It's like, oh, but man, you know, it's not it's not like it didn't happen. It's right. just why do you choose that moment to enforce it? And I'm the guy who, by the way says you should call the game the same regardless, right? If it's the last 30 seconds, if it's a foul midway foul. through the quarter, it's a foul, yeah. right? If it's a hold midway through the quarter, it's a hold. But it depends on how you've been calling it throughout the course of the game. How how many of those have you let go by? How many have you called? I know it's an important moment. I mean, that you know, if, and, and from the Chiefs' standpoint, you know, you got Bradbury admitting to holding, and they would be sitting here today going – you know, in a Kermit the Frog voice, yeah, we had a third down, whatever, and uh, and couldn't make it. Albert. But who knows what would Albert? Who knows what would have happened at that point in time? Um, we'll never know. But uh, the conspiracy theorists have something else to chew on today. Uh, how did you think the uh, overall slate of commercials was this year? Yeah, yeah, I, I thought like I found myself laughing at some of them. Yeah. But I found myself also thinking there's probably not many I'm going to remember. No. Um, like, I might remember the a couple of the Pepsi Zero Sugars with, you know, Ben Affleck. Like the, right. Is it actors, real or is it acting? The, yeah, doing all the nostalgic stuff. I yes. was like, okay. Like, that was that kinda kind of cool. Yeah, that was kind of right up my alley. But you'll right never see alley. that long version again, yeah, too. Yeah, right? like seeing... Ben Stiller do the Zoolander thing again. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's fine. I really enjoy that kind of thing. And watching Steve Martin basically do a greatest characters hit deal, you know, for a commercial. Yeah. I, I enjoy that kind of deal. I thought the, was it Uber One with P. Diddy? Uh huh. With What is Love yeah. at the end of it? Like, I thought that one was pretty good, like, stuck in my head. 
at least a little bit. I I don't remember many of the I maybe like, the uh, Breaking Bad. You're right, Breaking Good, the popcorn yeah. is one just because it and and my wife goes, Oh look, it's your guys. <laughs> like I hang out in a meth trailer in Albuquerque. Okay. <laughs> oh look, it's your guys. That guy. When's that skinny Pete coming around the house again? <laughs> Tell that guy to quit knocking on the door at one AM. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. remember there was an ad a couple of years ago at the Super Bowl that had like three or four of the actors from The Wire back together for the first time since the show, basically. And I don't even remember what the advertisement for. In my head, it's just like, oh, yeah, the commercial with the guys from The Wire. Oh, by, by the way, what one where Serena Williams, what was the one where she was giving the pep talk? I, I, it was for some kind of alcohol. Is that is that pep talk That's from the- like? Yeah. What, is, what is that from? Any Given Sunday. That's Pacino. Oh, is that Any Given Sunday? That's Pacino, I haven't yeah. seen Any Given Sunday in a long time, Yeah. but I, I thought that was a really good one. I thought the one where she did the Caddyshack yeah. one was the good, too. It's all about those inches. Yeah, that's, I, I thought that's that, Any Given Sunday. Yeah. I, okay, I thought that was good. I thought both of hers were pretty good, mm-hmm. and here I'm sitting here like, uh, do you know who the, the Caddyshack ripoff one was for? Uh, it was... There was alcohol coming out of the bag. Right, it was alcohol, exactly. (laughs) I don't know. It's Michelob Ultra. The only reason I I know is because I'm looking at it. Anything jump out to you, E.T.? The Diddy ones, the Uber ones, for sure. Um, I think there was like a – they were listening to elevator music because they were calling somebody, and they were put on hold. And then the music just kept playing and playing. So him and his girlfriend started dancing around the room. And they're like, are you still there? They're like, yeah. They're like, all right, cool, please hold. And then they went back to dance. Maybe it was a Bud Light commercial. So that one kind <sighs> see, of see now that one, was, yeah. I, that one I can't remember, honestly. Uh, and I think I watched them all. I, one thing that stood out to me is Alicia Silverstone has not aged a freaking second. <laughs> like, I honestly thought, did they de-age her for this commercial? Right. You know, the, you ever see Clueless, the movie? I know of it. All right. I well, she it. looks exactly like she looked in the movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, like. Wow, man, that is some good genes in the in the Silverstone family. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, in, in all seriousness, it's not like a commercial that is like, you know, clever and whatever, although there were some clever ones. That Flash movie is one of the best superhero preview movies I've ever seen, bro. Yeah. That yeah. movie is going to be phenomenal. Yeah. And I'm not the DC guy. No. But I was like... Holy crap. Yeah. That, that was, one might actually be really good. That was good. one of the few times, like, I almost got off the couch, like, in the room. I just had not been paying any attention to what DC's doing with anything. And so when Michael Keaton showed up, like, I yelled in the room. Well, I, we like, all I, know uh, Michael Keaton's going to be in the movie. That you know, I didn't. It, oh, you didn't? I hadn't paid any attention oh, to anything okay, with that's anything been, That's been DC. discussed for right. years. So he showed up, and then the old school Batmobile showed up, and, like, I'm in the room. I'm the only one freaking out, but I'm like, are you serious? Like, I'm yelling Oh, at the man, room. if you didn't know. See, I didn't know. That's the thing. Like, I, I try not to watch trailers anymore Yeah. for superhero movies. I don't because I, I don't want to be spoiled. But I can't. Sometimes, you know, like I like pop culture websites or whatever. Sure, you can't get away from a few plot points or or casting things or, or whatever. No so doubt. Yeah, I fully knew that Keaton was in that movie. I didn't know. Um, and it's that movie looks sick. Yeah, I mean, that that looks really really good. So uh, yeah, I, I was not uh, I was not surprised by that, but I just thought like, wow, this. You know, for yeah. as, as troubling as Ezra Miller has been sure. as a, an entity, uh, had, I'm glad they're sticking yeah. with making that. Like, I miss that surprise element of it. 
right? Like, I miss that being a thing that could happen. I, I can still remember being in a theater and hearing the Terminator music come on during a preview, not having any idea they were making a Terminator 3 mm. at the time. Like, didn't, wasn't even aware that that was at news anywhere. And that Terminator music came on, and I was like, are you serious? Right? Like, immediately when you're like, dun-dun, dun-dun-dun. I was like, oh, my gosh, they're making a third. Mm. Like, like, I miss having that kind of feeling when you're watching a preview for a movie or anything like that, which is why I avoid, you know, the previews as much as I can, but it's impossible almost nowadays, man. Like, it's, it's going to be somewhere in your purview. Like, there's no way to get to the theater and not know Michael Keaton's going to be in that movie. Right. Like, like, there's just no way. When the Ant-Man thing came on and he's just doing a thing, you know, it was like a, a riff kind of uh, on a product placement kind of deal, and it wasn't – I almost – turned away like that movie's out next week man i don't need to see anything in yeah. the last seven days i know what i need to know i i, I know ant-man's in it yeah. and i'm good right and i know a little bit more than that but you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah but uh, that that really did look good to me that was a bud light commercial uh the text line tells us he the one uh with the uh, the on hold music um uh, the blue moon one was good as well uh as somebody just put on the text line uh is it a coors commercial is it a miller light commercial <laughs> and they're fighting it out and you're like Wait a minute. What exactly is going on here, right? And uh, the guy comes out. This is the first uh, Coors commercial in the Super, and he gets cut off right in the middle of it, and it mm-hmm. went back and forth. I thought that was pretty clever uh, as well. So, and uh, two, the the one with uh, with uh, who's the actress from Russian Doll? What's the new series that everyone says uh, is great? I her name, you know the one but where I, but she, I know with the curly hair. Right, it's like a detective series, and they did the commercial where she referenced previous commercials that had run for different products. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, the coordination that has to go into that is pretty clever, I thought, as well. So, anyway, I thought good stuff uh, in general. There was It was fine. Maybe nothing that's going to stand the test of time as one of the all-time great Super Bowl commercials, but I thought there were some pretty good ones out there. All right, if you want to get in, uh, any aspect of Super Bowl 57 is certainly fair game. Uh, We'll hear uh, coming up in the show a little bit later on uh, some thoughts from Trevor Lawrence. He was on first take out there in Phoenix, Arizona last Friday, making the rounds for Super Bowl 57. So we'll hear some thoughts from your quarterback, who I would certainly hope to lead this team here in Jacksonville to Super Bowl 58. And uh, you know what? Uh, one of the final eight teams this year, the Jags and the first Vegas odds that came out yesterday have the eighth best chance to win the Super Bowl this year. When's the last time they've been in that? I Ooh. guess 2018, probably. Probably, yeah. We're in that top eight uh, at that point in time. Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, and E.T. here with you. You're listening to Jaguars today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. All Jags, all NFL, Jaguars today on 1010XL. All right, 641-1010, you want to talk about Super Bowl 57? We'll get to your calls here momentarily. The Chad and Sandy real estate question of the day for Jaguars today. What, if anything, will be your lasting memory of Super Bowl 57? Uh, How would you feel about the halftime show? It was fine. It's fine. It's like, it's not really my thing. Yeah, me either. Most pop music isn't really my thing. Right. I I don't know most Rihanna songs and I mean the choreographed dancing was fine. It it was fine. It's it it didn't see it was like less of a spectacle. I mean I'm it's pretty cool. I'm sure if you're in person to see all those different stages get sure get hauled up there. did you like the halftime show? Yeah I loved it. I love Riri. I love Riri so I was glad So I think yeah if you like her you'd probably like 
seeing her and and hearing her sing and seeing her perform with Baby on board and all that good stuff. What so. I didn't like was my power going out right in the middle of the performance. So I hear. So what what went down in your neighborhood? I was just chilling, watching the Super Bowl, chilling, you know. And the next thing you know, power goes out. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, no, 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 not now. And then I hear my neighbor next door screaming an expletive, and I followed that what up. What the with, beep? <laughs> and then we met outside, and all the entire neighborhood, the entire uh, complex was out. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to the bar. And then I remembered I was I could stream it right from my phone. I'm like, you know what? I'm going back inside. I'll watch this on my phone. You're just sitting there in the dark. In the dark. Streaming your thing, man. You're like Aaron Rodgers. You know, just <laughs> yeah, that's exactly a little darkness works. retreat. Yeah. You know, but uh, you, you smuggled today. in yourself. It yeah. worked out. Is that today? <laughs> yeah. Good for him. <laughs> you know, I mean, whatever. I don't, you know, that's what happens when you make like 50 million a year. Right. Yeah. Whatever you, you got to do to get your cheap, man. Get your weird on. <laughs> Whatever. It's it's all up to you. So I, I was fine. I mean, I, I did sit there thinking. I know there's a morbid thought, right? And unfortunately it didn't happen. But mm-hmm. I mean, they're pretty high up there on these platforms. Now, granted, if you're not a spaz, <laughs> you're not gonna fall off it, right? It's not just it's not rocking back and forth. Yeah. But if one of those dancers falls off one of those things and plummets to the field below, and we've gotta have a DeMar Hamlin type situation, right? Where the dancer gets resurrected. Is the Super Bowl getting postponed? I'm thinking no. I'm thinking no. Now, I'm sure the NFL would say, you know, the, the DeMar Hamlet situation impacted the players a lot more directly. They were not emotionally prepared to go on, and that's the reason why they're unable to continue that game. But I'm sitting up there thinking, Riri, be careful. Okay? Right. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Just be still. Right? She was very careful. She yeah, she was moving. fine. Yeah. She wasn't moving too much up there. But uh, anyway, she did like the the first time she went back up. Like she did, kind of like it was like she wanted to dance a little bit, and then the stage did the wobble, and she was like, "Enough of that." I'm good yeah. right here. Just <laughs> like, gonna I'm stand just gonna here and stand be here me and perform and yeah. uh, look amazing. And uh, you know, it, it's not gonna go down to me for me personally as one of the great Super Bowl halftime performances, nor one of the ones we'll go and look back and go. Oh, that was terrible, right? No. Like, yeah. uh, like when the Who is my favorite group. They were bad when they did the Super Bowl, right? They just didn't sound good. Um, you look back over history, and you're like, how did some of these acts? How, how you know, we've done that. You know, we don't need to go down that road sure, again. Yeah. You know, with the marching and bands. At the and, same time, it wasn't Prince, right? Like, it's, it's correct. not on that it's level. Not, it's not Prince. It's not Bruno Mars, you know, yeah. which I thought were some of the best uh, performances that I've seen. All right, let's go to the phone. 641-1010. Dave in New Jersey. Uh, who I know because he, he texted us last week and he agreed with me that we do not want to see Eagle fandom hmm. get to claim two Super Bowl championships in five years. Uh, Dave, good morning. Hey, hey, good morning, gentlemen. I was just calling pretty much to echo what I texted you that, you know, obviously, you know, y'all know I'm kind of the Jaguar implant in Jersey. And, and Philly, man, Philly fans are, but they were, they, I was, they were cool to root for the first time. Like, I don't know if y'all know, a lot of school districts up here took off, uh, gave a, had a two-hour delay. In anticipation of the game, a lot of people thought that they were going to win up here. So it felt really like I, they were they're pretty unbearable, especially the Jaguar fan who, who talks a lot of trash himself. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't have been more happy that they lost, to be honest with you. I, I don't hate Philly at all, but their fans, I'm not going to lie, they, they are, they're pretty unbearable. So it felt I, I was pulling hard for the Chiefs, and <laughs> oh, I'm talking so much trash. I, mean, I woke up talking trash. I can't wait. So appreciate the call, you know, and you know, look forward to the rest of the season. All, all right, season. thank you, Dave. Uh, look, I, I'm sure – you know, if you watch closely, 
I'm sure Raiders fans, Broncos fans, Chargers fans all think Chiefs fans are insufferable. Have you seen Patrick Mahomes' brother? Mm. I mean, have you seen oh him gosh, on the TikTok? Man. Like, what? other than being born into the Mahomes family, what discernible talent is this guy uh, promoting? You know, other than he can lip sync to little 15-second snippets of uh, music. That's so cringing. It, it is, right? Like, but And his wife... Patrick Mahomes' wife's a little bit like that, too. She's a little bit of a Twitter troll, but what have you. You know, as many have pointed out, I could take that. I don't I don't have to see that all the time. Like, I'm not on TikTok. I don't – I hear about him, uh, and he is cringy. But, uh, yeah, Philadelphia Eagle fans would go from lovable, hard luck, longtime <laughs> losers, winning their first one with, with gutsy backup quarterback Nick Foles and mm-hmm. the Philly special and – how great that was and against the evil empire of the New England Patriots and Tom Brady and all that and yeah. to, okay, enough's enough, right? <laughs> you got right, your one. Yeah. Much like, by the way, don't let this Jaguar fan base have their moment in the National Sun. Oh, God. Oh, no one will ever <laughs> want to see us back here anywhere near that. By the way, uh, about 15 people in a row have texted me to say that they every single one of those dancers had some kind of safety harness where they were wired in, including Rihanna. I, I That may be the case. I, you're probably right. I guess I just didn't see the, the wires. I'm not doubting you. Yeah. You know, and that makes a lot of sense because they, how could you risk that? Oh, for sure. At the Super Bowl, right? I mean, right? They, were, they were not uh, motionless on those things. Think yeah. about being one of those dancers. How many dancers did they ultimately have there? A couple hundred, maybe? There was a lot of them. Yeah. Right? By, by the end, when they had them all on the field, right? It, like, there was a lot of Oompa Loompas out there. Yeah, and I get, like, they <laughs> say, like, Rihanna doesn't get paid to for the halftime show because it's the exposure that's worth so right. much. You, you're getting a commercial on the most watched media event for yourself and your music yeah. that's 15 minutes long, yeah. nonstop. Hundreds, hundreds of millions of people It's worth watching. so much yeah. money. Right, so I I get the fact that they don't pay him, but like if you're that dancer, dancer 187 out of 250, <laughs> like like yeah, oh I was uh, I was one of those Rihanna dancers at the Super Bowl halftime right. show. Oh, which one? You know, can you get like uh, you see the guy in the white right. there? Like I mean I don't know. I was all you get like there. You I get guess. like 50 bucks more if you're on one of the platforms. Right. Well, right. do they get paid? They don't. I, they don't get paid don't either, get paid. right? Uh-uh. That I would think not. I'm guessing Rihanna probably pays out of her own pocket, but the Super Bowl doesn't. Pay do you them. think Rihanna pays them to do it, or, or is she saying um, you get exposure if you want to be somebody else's backup dancer? This is a great stepping stone. I think she, she's <laughs> I doing know. something. Whether it's not a, a monetary thing, I, she she does something for them for sure. I would think I, so. I, I but, would think so. Yeah. You know, because otherwise, like. You know, I could claim to be one of those dancers. Right. Other than the fact that, you know, I'm a big, fat liar. You know, how would you know? You, Show you, me the move. You can't tell? Well, sure. You know, I've lost oh, the mojo. Well, if I try to do the one where I lean backwards and put my hand down and, and pop myself back up, and, uh-huh. uh, yeah, you will be life-flighting somebody Whew. out of Super Bowl 57 at that point in time. So, uh, thank you. Uh, it says the artist pays uh, – somebody says the artist pays for all the production stuff. So, she's got to go in. But, but again, what's the – the marketing value of that, you know, right. I mean, they could afford to pay that. That's how big the NFL is right now. Can have pretty much any act in the world any act. that you could ask. And I'm sure some of them will turn down because that darn NFL, I don't watch it anymore, mm-hmm. man. It's terrible. It's evil, whatever. That's fine. You're probably not listening to the show if yeah. that's how you feel. But, um, you know, it's great exposure. What are you going to do? It's, no doubt. it's yeah. like, Hey, you know, 
Um, you go back, you think about Super Bowl MVPs for the year. Like, we never would have forgotten Nick Bolton. We'll still remember, oh, yeah, Nick Bolton, that's right. He's a good player, scored a touchdown on Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Almost had two, right? Almost had two. Would be legendary. Would legendary. Be one, of, one of the great, yep. and he'd be talked about in the list of great defensive performances in Super Bowl history because yeah. he led the team in tackles on top of that. And so he gets a scoop and score, and then he almost has another scoop and score. I tell you what, I thought there was some pretty good open field tackling in this yeah, game. Yeah. Right? Like Bolton and Willie Gay both made a the couple. Secondary for sure, yeah. And it was like, like, man, like, you know, this looks like it's gonna go for a big play here. And uh just I just thought the tackling was pretty clean for the most part. I'm sure you could find some examples of where it wasn't. Could y'all make a case? For Jalen Hurts being the MVP? Of course. Man. Yeah, I mean, look, what we've seen one guy win the MVP as a losing player. Was that Chuck Howley? Or was that or was he just was. one of the first defensive yeah. players? Yeah, to- Nick Bolton would join I think Dwight Smith is the only defensive player to score twice in a Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. So he would have joined that list. That would have been I mean, right. Well, I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't have pulled Dwight Smith off the top of my head. But yeah. again, it's not about what my memory banks can pull out. It's like when you just go look at the all-time list of great performances, that would have been way up there. Yeah, I I think certainly – I don't have an issue with it being Mahomes, by the way. He threw three touchdowns, Uh right? And and he didn't get sacked, and a lot of that was on his own ability to slide around in the pocket, run around a little bit like he does. Just, you know, he just bounces off people and spins and breaks out to the right and what have you – but sure, man. I mean, I think he, if they lose the game by the exact same score, but let's say Isaiah Pacheco had run for that touchdown instead of Hurts fumbling and caught. Like, it's hard when you lose by three and you basically handed them seven points. You know what I mean? And, and you lost the game. But, yeah, three rushing touchdowns, which equals the most for anyone in the Super Bowl at any position, most by a quarterback – Threw for 300 yards. Uh, could have, I mean, if if Devontae Smith can stay in bounds, uh, could have thrown for another one mm-hmm. right there as well. So, yeah, uh, absolutely. I think uh, he could have been. And other than that, I, I really, if Bolton had scored the second touchdown, I think he would have got a lot of consideration. But I don't think there was another guy I look at on Kansas City unless you want to say the offensive line, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and Maybe as a Kibarius, unit. Tony. I thought, you know, it was two plays, though, yeah. right? Yeah. He caught a five-yard touchdown, and Sky Moore caught a four-yard touchdown. Yeah. You know what I mean? Same like, play on the side. Right, yeah. right. The same play on the other side, and it was a big-time punt return. There's no question the punt return set them up to where they could manage the clock and do all that kind of stuff. It was one of those, you know how sometimes that punt return starts out and it's slow developing, and it's like, they better get this guy. They better get this guy. They better get this guy. And so, yeah, I mean, Kadarius Tony made a huge impact. And, you know, somebody asked today on the text line, designed by the Lifetime Enclosures, were the Jags in on Kadarius Tony? I doubt it. I mean, that, that deal kind of a little bit came out of the blue. Yeah. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and they gave up, I want to say, a conditional third and like a fifth or sixth rounder on the backside yeah. of that deal. But, look, in part, if you don't win, if the Jags season ends the same way, we might be sitting there going, why'd they give up all this for Kadarius Tony? If you look what the Chiefs actually got out of him during the regular season, wasn't no a ton. No. And he was hurt a good bit, and that's the the knock on him. But 
he was in position to make some plays. It's like every time Mercedes Lewis caught a touchdown in the last however many years it's been. Oh, why did the Jags let him go? Like, it's like you just saw his one touchdown he's going to score this year. And, oh, we shouldn't have let Mercedes go. Well, you know, all right. I, I understand where you're coming from. But, uh, yes, Hurts uh, definitely should have gotten uh, – I'm sure he did get MVP consideration I'm sure in he the did. game. I uh, mean, the, the more I think – I think Hurts, for me, for the regular season, had I had a vote, I would have voted him MVP. Mm-hmm. And, again, it goes – he was 14-1, and one and the Eagles were 0-2 without him. Yeah. You know? Uh, I looked up – a list of all the defensive touchdowns that have been scored in a Super Bowl. Okay. And last night's from Nick Bolton was only the 22nd that's ever been scored. Um, 22nd defensive touchdown. Defensive touchdown in 57 Super Bowls. Right. So. Yeah. With the first being Herb Adelie for the Packers, I think it's Super Bowl two, And it was Dwight Smith is the only other player that would have scored twice this is a massively or this was a massively important one uh for the Chiefs at that point in time man I mean you know they're they're down 14 to 7 and Philadelphia has just forced a three and out where the the Chiefs picked up two yards and that you know just look like here we go if they go down here and they get a two touchdown lead is this game already getting a little bit desperate for the Kansas City right, Chiefs. Yeah. But, uh, you know, huge play at the right time. They'll always remember that one in Kansas City. Uh, let's hope the Jags can make some of those kind of memories in the years to come. Uh, in hour two, we will hear uh, some thoughts from Trevor Lawrence as he spoke on first take last Friday morning out in Arizona. Uh, and we'll continue to take your thoughts on Super Bowl 57. Got a bunch of them coming in on social media right now. Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, and E.T., You're listening to Jaguars today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Jaguars today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, we are done with the 2022 season. Good and bad, I guess that is. It was a good season, but uh, it's time to move on to bigger and better things if we're not going to hoist the Lombardi Trophy. Imagine if the Jags had won the Super Bowl this year, Tony. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> At what point would we begin even caring about the 2023 season? Week one? Ooh, yeah. It, it would take a while, like a free agency, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. come join the winner or don't. The draft? Okay. We don't care. Yeah. Trev said people coming up to him. You hear that last week? Uh-huh. Trev, people coming up to him. I, you know, Get me to Jacksonville. Yeah, what? Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That and is awesome. I have enjoyed... You know, Jaguars fans haven't had a whole lot of chances in the last 15 years to take victory laps on anything. You know, not much, Mm -hmm. not many chances, but it has been fun with Trevor Lawrence is everywhere, right, in the last couple of weeks. Like, he's at the Pro Bowl. He's hitting all these different media spots over the course of Super Bowl week uh, this week. So there's Trevor Lawrence everywhere. And Jaguars fans on social media going back, and they have the receipts from all these people who are talking about Trevor Lawrence is going to go to Jacksonville and just be in complete anonymity. Yeah, the, rest the, of the his Chad career. Forbes one that right. got brought back from two years ago. Yeah, from NFL draft bites or whatever his yeah. website and is was Zach Wilson pretty embarrassing everywhere like that kind of thing. It's it it like, was embarrassing, okay. Tony, because of like the vitriol yeah. behind it was like, oh, you just wait, Trevor's going to be you know uh, endorsing a local Ford dealership, and Zach Wilson will be making seven figures. Trevor's got then, like, within two weeks of that tweet <laughs> itself, he got all these national endorsements. Yeah. And, I mean, it's so 
ludicrous. So uh, you, you can't watch an NFL game. Even if it's not the Jaguars, you're going to see Trevor Lawrence at some point if you're watching an NFL game. Probably so. Right. Like, he's going to be on some commercial somewhere. Uh, that's not going to change, certainly, with more success being had in his second year. Trevor will be even more Yeah, when, when, when Mahomes went to Kansas City, were they like, damn, you wish you had gone to the Giants, don't you? Right? Like, I do we not see Patrick Mahomes everywhere? Yeah. Is Green Bay, Wisconsin a big NFL market? Oh, no one's ever heard of Brett Favre or Aaron, or Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers or right? I mean, like, so, look, if you're good, yeah. and today, it doesn't matter where you are. No. Right? You do it from your backyard. I mean, people become famous everywhere nowadays, you know. So, uh, Trevor Lawrence's play, is it's not the market, certainly not that, that's getting him this acclaim. No. Uh, and, uh, you know, let's hope he continues to earn that. Um, no doubt. Yeah. This one on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Late game question. When a defense has to let a team score and an offense is going to go down at the one, why don't defenses try to push them into the end zone? Uh, I think that's a fair question. Uh, it, it's it's a difficult circumstance. I've seen a team or two try to pull a guy yeah. into the end zone. It's usually not that successful because – as soon as you get near the guy, like you saw what the Eagles did, they kind of fainted towards Jarek McKinnon, and then they kind of backed off, and you know he was smart to go down and allow them to continue to run the clock the way that they did. Um, what game was it this year where that happened? Was it where somebody tried to pull somebody into the end zone? Well, they they did. Um, was it Austin Eckler? Was there a game? And he got pulled in? Where he got carried into the end zone by the defense? I feel like that happened. I feel like it was attempted. I don't know if it was successful, but you might be right. Let me look. Yeah. And, and I think that's the problem, though. Like, players are pretty savvy, right? They practice these situations now. They're, they're well aware. Uh, you know, any ball carrier in the NFL should be aware of this in a late-game situation, right? right so, yeah. you know, hey, look, if they look like they're going to grab you, just go down because he didn't need to go to the, the one or the two wherever he ended up sliding. He could have gone down almost immediately. In fact, I was a little surprised that they even ran the ball there. You know why? You know why not just take the knee like they ended up doing, uh, and then they put themselves on the painted logo eventually when they did. And I thought I think it was Greg Olson who pointed out right then that hey, you know, Butker's already missed one. We got a slippery feel. I thought that was you know pretty decent. I thought the 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 announcers were fine, you mm -hmm. know. They like my big thing is don't be overbearing, don't be annoying, and I thought they were okay. I didn't think they were great or bad or whatever. I could live with them. I could live without them. It really didn't enhance my viewing all that much. But I don't ask that. I I know what I'm watching usually, and I think most people do. I found the play. Uh, it was Austin Eckler. It was a game against the Browns two years ago. Okay. I thought I, I was going to say Cleveland was involved in yeah. that, but anyway. So. And it was they carried him into the end zone basically with a minute 31 to play, and it put the Chargers on top 47-42. They, they went on to win that game, the Chargers did, but the defense did carry uh, Austin Eckler into the end zone on that play. So if you can get to him, I suppose you can do it. Like last night's play – they just weren't anywhere near him. Well, why like wouldn't you be able to down, do it, right? He, yeah. I mean, you can push quarterbacks now. Yeah. So why couldn't you pull somebody into the end zone? I mean, sure. and who's how's the ref going to say like forward if, progress is stopped? If you don't want to score, 
don't run into the line of scrimmage. Right, on don't the play. get close enough to get yeah. sucked in, right? Yeah. But it has happened. It's just like in this case, what they're hoping is McKinnon is just going to let instincts kick in. You could see Chauncey Gardner Johnson, right? Yeah. Just kind of faint in his direction and be like, oh, oh, I can't quite get to him. Let him run by. But yeah, I mean, like once he runs by you, why don't you shove him in the back? Yeah. Right? I mean, seriously. Whatever I, you got to do. There's yeah. no reason why you couldn't do something like that. And it, it is crazy, you know. In today's NFL, it used to be, you know, when this first started getting brought up, oh, that's that's you just don't allow that in the NFL. That's not the NFL mentality. You don't allow anyone to score anytime. Well, I mean, the math and the clock are going to kill you then. Yeah. Then you're going to have what the Eagles had, which was no opportunity. I wonder, people watching for the square game, you know what happens so often when a team has one play left they can't throw a Hail Mary because it's too far away, and they go into that lateral that play defensive mode. Touchdown, defensive yeah. touchdown happens so many times on that play. But I think what would have happened was as soon as the defender got his hands on the ball, he's going straight down because then that that ends the game, right? But could you imagine if you're the one who needed <laughs> the – the? I guess it would have been the four from Kansas City. Of course, yeah. they. You know, I don't know if they're kicking the extra point at that point or not if they're running into the end zone uh, to take a two-score lead with zeros on the clock and the confetti is falling. Uh, I don't know, you know, what they would force them to do mm -hmm. in that situation or not. But uh, Papa G on uh, the text line uh, asking, uh, I was told the field in Arizona is on robotics, as he puts it, and actually moves. It's on wheels, basically. It's like a tray of turf, right? Yeah. A, a massive NFL field-sized tray of turf, but it literally – uh, there's a, a, like a gap the way they built it. It can robotically, if you want to call it that, uh, under remote control, it raises up a little bit and then it wheels right out so it can get sun. And if it's not in use, now it probably takes, I, I don't know how long, but I'm guessing maybe a couple hours. It's like it takes forever. Maybe it takes like 30 minutes to close the roof on one of those retractable roof places. Right. So it probably takes 30, at least 30 minutes, 45 minutes or whatever to, to roll it in and out. But I just, I man, I, I, I don't know. This has got to be more of a consideration going forward for the Super Bowl that how can you go back to a venue yeah. that gave you such bad turf? And as the player said, Tony, you were reading a bunch of quotes from uh, Eagles players on the break. They all basically said, look, you can complain if you want, but both teams had to play on it. Yeah. Uh, some of the quotes here um... – you had Jordan Maialata, the Eagles tackle, <clears throat> offensive tackle, who said the footing, it was terrible. But the Kansas City Chiefs had to play on a two, to be fair. They kind of said it was terrible, too, during the TV timeout, so I'm glad we were on the same page. It was just slick. You couldn't anchor. You had to get your whole foot in the ground. If you try to use just your toe, you'd slip right away. You saw the receivers. It was like a water park out there, and we're playing on grass. <laughs> like, it's a bunch of guys basically echoing that kind of sentiment. They weren't making excuses for the way the the result. No, but they were the being game. asked about it. Right. And it's, yeah, the, the the turf stunk, but it stunk for both of us. Yeah. Right. But that's the shame of it, is that for as a fan of the sport, you just want the best competition no doubt. possible. And it, while it may have equally impacted I mean, it did impact both of them, right? But you don't know that one slip that the one team had, maybe that's the play. You know, maybe AJ Brown when he tries to plant his foot He's going to make a guy miss, and he's going to rip off 40 yards sure. on the next one. You just don't know. Don't but know. By the way, I, I see this video that's got 
2.7 million views. And oh. I I don't know if this was pregame or postgame or what. And it's like a whole crowd of Philadelphia Eagle fans in the street around a car and they flip the car and then just jump on top of it. Duval, let's not be that city no. if we ever are fortunate enough to get to the Super Bowl that, that just trashes things for the sake of trashing them. I saw that video, too, and I assumed it was post-game, but I'm not sure. But That's yeah. what I would guess, but it's pretty light out, too. Right. Right? So is it post-game or is it pre-game? I, I really don't know. I see somebody in the video like with a Devontae Smith jersey on so this is not from a few years ago right. mm-hmm. you know and and i can't even 100 percent confirm that it was yesterday but i assume it was from yesterday you got this crowd of eagles fans in the street and um we've seen a lot done in terms of law enforcement with video over the last couple right. of years so right. hey <laughs> hey dude in the goddard jersey <laughs> right there knock knock Knock, knock, neck beard, because they're coming for you. <laughs> All right, I just, I don't be, like, I don't get it, man. Hey, we're, you know, we're just going to destroy property because blah, whatever. I'm, I mean, I get it. You get enough alcohol-fueled people, they're going to do sure. stupid stuff. But, uh, hey, let's flip that car. You want to join me? Yeah, that's a good idea. Don't be the person no. who, uh, who puts their hands on somebody else's property uh, to destroy it in a scenario like that, or any time, for that matter. It shouldn't have to be said, but... It is what it is. All right, we'll come back. Let's hear from the guy who's going to lead the Jaguars to their first Super Bowl championship ever. When will that come? Hopefully soon. Trevor Lawrence on first take last Friday from Phoenix, Arizona. We'll hear some of the thoughts of your Jaguar quarterback. Uh, That's coming up next with Tony Smith and ET. I'm Mike Dempsey with a look back today at Super Bowl 57. This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Everything you need to know about the Jags. Jaguars today on 1010XL. All right, here we go. Super Bowl 57 in the books. Uh, Let's get Super Bowl 58, 59, 60, 61. However many we can grab Mm -hmm. uh, here. You know, I'll, I'll start with one. Don't want to be too greedy, but uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, would be certainly the key uh, to me. You could say the combo of Lawrence and Peterson, but eh, I'll I'll take the Lawrence half of the equation. There are probably a lot of coaches that could get a lot out of Trevor Lawrence. By the way, is is anybody else curious? Like, okay, Eric Bieniemy, right? I don't think he got. Did he get a head coaching interview this cycle? I don't know. I don't, I don't think I don't he did. It being mentioned, maybe anymore. one with the Colts, maybe. Not 100%. I don't think he got one, right? Okay. But his contract is up with the Chiefs. And he's, you know, Washington is like, oh, we got to get him. Baltimore's like, we got to get him. Why aren't the Chiefs re-signing Eric Bieniemy? I'm curious. I don't know. Now, maybe it's a case that Eric Bieniemy thinks he's been in the shadow of Andy Reid too long and that people don't give him the credit that he deserves and they attribute it to Andy Reid, right? Like uh, this week, Travis Kelsey got asked, why are you always open, Andy Reid, right? So yeah. I get it, and and maybe that's the case, right? And he's like, look, I've had a lot of success. I won a couple of Super Bowls, but clearly this has not resulted in me getting the opportunity to be a head coach. If I want that opportunity, I might have to go work with Sam Howell and not 
win a Super Bowl with him, but prove I can take something other than the raw material of Patrick Mahomes under the tutelage of Andy Reid and lead them to whatever level of success. I found a bunch of stories from yesterday saying that Eric Bieniemy still has, quote, an outside shot at the Colts head coaching job. So I assume he's at least spoken to them about that job. Right. I think, think, right. But they obviously. But more heat about the options he may have for. Like, there was a report last Thursday or Friday that said Shane Steichen's the guy. Yeah. Right? So, it it certainly looks like that will be the case. So, the losing coordinator in the Super Bowl is going to get the head coaching job in Indy. And Eric Biennemi is a bridesmaid once again. Mm -hmm. And again, look, I'm not in the interviews with Eric Biennemi. I think he's been interviewed for a head coaching job by like 15 teams. It's odd that he's never gotten. I know he's coordinated on a heck of an offense. I mean, if his rep is that bad, like LaShawn McCoy, uh, there's a clip out there you can find. LaShawn McCoy is like, Eric Biennemi treats players terribly, speaks to them badly, and this is known, and this is why. Well, he keeps getting interviews. I doubt he goes into the interview with the owner of the team and he, you know, conducts himself in an inappropriate manner. Like, once, I don't know. I just, it's, it's odd to me. And, you know, there, there's been very little talk. Like, why wouldn't Kansas City do everything they could to retain him mm-hmm. there unless he maybe just wants to leave to kind of embark out on his own? So, all right, let's get back to our, our guy Trevor Lawrence here. Um, out on first take on ESPN last Friday in Phoenix, Arizona. Said he feels good about the Jacksonville Jaguars squad he's got here moving forward. I mean, we feel really good. We have a lot of confidence. That's the biggest thing is, you know, we know we know we belong. We, pro- we proved that. Yeah. And, th- I mean, but the, but also, too, with that is it starts over every year. So you can't can't carry anything over, good and bad. You know, it's like everyone's going to start the same spot again in the next season. So you got to earn it. Um, the biggest thing is just we have a good group of core guys that we want to keep together. I mean, Ryan knows, like, you got to keep your guys together that you've had these experiences with, that you've won with, that, you know, so next year when we start, we got most of our guys back, and you can pick up right where you left off. All that momentum that we built, that chemistry, that's where we got to start because it's a long season, and we got to start a little bit better. We kind of put ourselves – you can't rely on going on a seven-game win streak to finish the season every year to make the playoffs, and you got to start a little bit better. So, Right. You got Look, there's so much here, and I'm mm-hmm. watching yesterday and thinking, man, what could have been for the Jags, right? You're right there. You lose by seven to Kansas City with, at, with the conditions in that game – Knocking Mahomes out temporarily, would anybody have been shocked had they gotten the pick on the Henny drive and maybe they score themselves? If the Jags win that, who's to say what yeah. would have happened? Yeah, I mean, you know, like, can you beat Cincinnati? Yeah, you could beat Cincinnati. Would you have been guaranteed to? No. But you would have had a puncher's chance. You would have been in the NFL's Final Four again. And, man, it's just... You know, it's like Mahomes. If Mahomes loses that Super Bowl yesterday, well, he's great now, but that's two in a row. That You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Don't, like, if yeah. you want to become – Well, we've talked over and over about Josh Allen in Buffalo. Absolutely. And, like, he's the MVP favorite going into the season, right? The Bills are the Vogue team to pick in the entire National no Football doubt. League going into the year. And the season ends the way it does for the Bills, and now it's like, well, is it ever going to happen? Right. Right? Like that's, And it only took a year for it to go from, oh, yeah, he's the guy, they're the team, to, ah, is this going to happen or not? Look, Mahomes may never get seven, right? But right. if he wants to – and, of course, look, I don't think he's sitting there going, man, i got to get in the conversation with X. He's playing 
the game, and we're having these conversations. But He's in the conversation with anybody you want to put him in the conversation with already. To to start yeah. a career. But yeah. in terms of career accomplishments, yeah. if he wants, at the end of it all, to be looked at like a Montana or a Brady or whomever, he's going to have to stack as many championships as possible. Certainly. So you lose that one yesterday, and you'll go, hey, got him in there. He'll get back to plenty more. Maybe. Maybe he will. Maybe Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow and Josh Allen will block him from getting to any in the next several years, you know, and Justin Herbert or whomever. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I hear Trevor say that. It's a good mindset to have. N- nothing carries over. From last year, no doubt. You know, some you you learned some things you were successful at, but that's no guarantee of success in 2023. Trevor Lawrence, with his appearance on First Take, was also asked about. Look, this is a guy we all know what the accolades were for Trevor Lawrence coming into the league. We all know what year one looked like uh, for Trevor. Coaching staff gets turned over, obviously, with Doug Peterson coming in in his second year, and Trevor Lawrence said that he had a lot to learn in year two. Yeah, I had to, you know, there's a lot I had to learn. It's it's a different game than college, honestly. And I think just as a player, you have to be really resilient in this league, too, because you're, you're playing against the best. There's going to be a lot of ups and downs. And just even in a season, there's going to be a lot of ups and downs. And also, it's a 17-game season. I think yeah. as a rookie, I didn't understand how long that is and also how much time that you have. Like, you can have a bad game and still have a great season, still put yourself in position to make the playoffs, all those things. You can have a couple bad games. And just having a, a, a vision of the bigger picture of what it takes to win consistently and that you're probably not going to go 17-0 in the NFL. Right. And also realizing how do you go week to week and whether you play great or play bad, just move on. Do we have T. Higgins yet? I, I just wanted to check because <laughs> I wanted yet, to know no. what my level of excitement needs to be at this point in time. Yeah, don't believe that that's coming down the line. All right, uh, you know what? A lot happening around the NFL, including Super Bowl 57. Tony Smith takes you around the league. Now, gems around the NFL. Brought to you by Beaches Jewelry and Pawn in Jack's Beach. Las Vegas Raiders quarterback Derek Carr has reportedly informed the Raiders that he will not accept a trade to the New Orleans Saints or any other team. Carr has a no-trade clause in his current deal with the Raiders. He is expected to be released ahead of Tuesday's deadline when $40.4 million in future earnings would become guaranteed. Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers is starting his four-day darkness retreat today. Sources over the weekend said that the Packers are open to working with Rodgers on a potential trade, which would likely mean reworking his contract with Green Bay to facilitate that trade if that is the direction he chooses to go whenever a decision about his playing future is made. ESPN's Jeremy Fowler reported on Sunday that the New York Jets have reached out to the Packers to see if Rodgers would be available via trade. The Baltimore Ravens are expected to use the franchise tag on quarterback Lamar Jackson if the two sides cannot work out a long-term deal before the March 7th tag deadline. There were also reports over the weekend that the Ravens could be open to trading Jackson if a deal isn't done for a windfall of draft picks, ultimately. Ravens defensive lineman Calais Campbell said on Sunday that he will be returning for his 16th NFL season. And Kansas City Chiefs backup quarterback Chad Henney is calling it a career after getting that ring last night with the Chiefs as the backup. All right, thank you, Tony. I think Calais is still under contract, right? But I, I, I don't so. know if it's super team friendly. Let me. Oh, the page is not working. How dare you? <laughs> um, I wonder what uh, what he is on the hook for here. 
and I don't know if I'm going to be able to find out now in the next few minutes uh, with uh, although maybe over the cap has it. But man, I was thinking when I heard that, I was like, I wouldn't mind bringing Calais back for just one right, year, yeah. you know, and impacting us positively yeah he's definitely under contract under cap- contract four and a half million dollar base but cap number is 9.4, is 9.4. Yeah. so they guaranteed could- zero so they could save all that against the cap but i you know Calais, maybe he was one of those guys whispering to trevor get me to jacksonville <laughs> baby i mean we could use Calais campbell here for a short-term investment sure we're gonna need i think they're gonna probably you know, we looked at some of those short-term, the older pass rushers that still have a little juice in them. You got to be careful not signing a guy who's looking at it like, you know, and one last paycheck at the end of a career. But if you can get the right hungry guy in here, mm-hmm. man, and we talked about Justin Houston last week, nine and a half sacks playing like 40% of the defensive snaps this year. Uh, man, give us a nine and a half sack guy that we could add to what we already have here. No doubt. That yeah. would be phenomenal. All right, let's take our final time out here and we'll come back and look at today's Chad and Sandy real estate question of the day. Uh, just asking, what is your lasting memory going to be, if any, from Super Bowl 57? Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, and ET here with you. You're listening to Jaguars today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. <laughs> Chiefs, just AFC, the team that beat us. I'm, you know, selfishly, I want the team that put us out to win it. Now, more Jaguars today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Wonder how many people rooted for the Chiefs for that reason, right? Like, you can make the argument, does it look better mm-hmm. if the team that beat you won and you can claim, hey, you know what? We're just as good as anybody else, but we just couldn't beat that one team. Yeah. That was the logic of a couple of friends of mine that were at the house last night. Sure. Yeah. All right. And I've, I've, you know, played that mental game before. You can also go with, oh, you beat us? Well, screw you. I don't want you to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, right? Sure. I, whatever. And and I always try to come up with a reason uh, to vote or root for or against somebody. And and I usually, again, usually don't know if I'm my heart is really behind it until the game kicks off. And mm-hmm. I definitely was pulling for Kansas City yesterday. It's not like – Nothing against Jalen Hurts, nothing against the Eagles team or anything, and, and nothing really even against the fan base that much, you know. But you're trying to just split hairs here. Yeah, Philly fan base is pretty obnoxious, uh, and so <laughs> I did not want them to get their second one. Apparently, that uh, that yeah. video of the car yeah. flip was from like the day before. Yeah, they're destroying the Super stuff Bowl. the day before. Yeah, and somebody said that was mentioned on the pregame. So I'll, I'll be honest with you, I was on the air from three to six yesterday. We're doing a show, and then I get off. My wife had been at uh, my in-laws, and she got home at like 6.05, so we're just catching up for like the next half hour, and we we missed the national anthem. We we got it on, sat down right at kickoff, so I mm-hmm. didn't watch any of the pregame, and I'm not a big Super Bowl pregame. You know, it'll be on. Yeah. You know? I had it on. I wasn't paying any attention. Right. I don't sit down and get locked into it, and no. it's fine. Look, again, you do you. However you enjoy the Super Bowl, whether it's a big party, whether it's at home, yeah. whether it's a small gathering, whatever the case, going out to the bar, watching it on your phone after the power goes out in your cul-de-sac, like my man E.T., yeah. whatever the hell. Well, and I hope soon Jaguars fans get to experience that, <sighs> right? Like that day where even the TV pregame starts when it does. Like obviously we have hours and hours of pregame before any game the Jaguars play. 
uh, here on 1010XL, right? Like, we'll we'll give you five hours before the game. We're going to kick it off every week anyway. Sure. And who knows what we do for a Super Bowl. It, I, I would guess it's going to be more than five. Well, that's the thing. If you're a Chiefs fan and you're not at the game, you're yeah. probably watching every second. Or an Eagles fan, you're probably Absolutely. watching every second of the I've run done up. it. Like, when I was younger and was a legit Giants fan, when the Giants were in the Super Bowl, when TV coverage started, I was in front of the TV, right? Like, and you weren't going to get me away from it. I, I wanted to see everything that they were going to say about my guys. Right. They're going to run the that. same video package six times. Doesn't matter. You're going to watch it all yeah, six. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And I, I hope Jaguars fans get that experience. There's there's not much like it. There's just, There just isn't. And I think they got a team right now that's primed to at least have an opportunity to uh, for a while here for the Jaguars. Right, look, man, uh, capitalize. Uh, like, don't assume anything. Don't mm-hmm. assume, hey, we got Trevor for 10 years, 12 years. I'm not saying – blow the salary cap out of the water but man don't don't write off any year like ah, if we don't get him this year we'll get him next year like let's get him now no there's no reason get the what, chance i mean now. you can you can beat any team in the afc the question is can you beat any three of them in a row or perhaps two of them mm-hmm. if you're fortunate enough to get the one by uh remaining out there and make it to the big game all right let's uh take a look at today's Chad and Sandy Real Estate question of the day, Chad and Sandy Real Estate guarantees you multiple offers on your home in three days or they'll sell it for free. You can visit them online at chadandsandy.com. And today's question of the day just simply asked you, what is your lasting memory? What do you think it will be, if anything, from Super Bowl 57? Let's answer in the form of a 10-10 take. 10-10-10. take. Now, Mike Dempsey's 10-10 take. Brought to you by Northern Tool. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. We're made for this. All right, Tony, what do you think for you? Uh, I think, as we discussed right off the top of the show, I think in history that it'll be Patrick Mahomes won the MVP on a high ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what this game is going to be. Uh, remembered for when all the dust settles from all the controversy with the the call there at the end of the game. But I think ultimately that's how this game's going to be remembered. Patrick Mahomes was the MVP in a game he was playing on a high ankle sprain. Yeah, look, uh, that's how we tend to remember big games. Like we focus on the legends and what it meant to them. Plenty of other guys won multiple Super Bowls in New England, but it's Tom Brady yeah. as the quarterback. We're going to focus. Oh, that was Tom's which one? His fourth, his fifth, his whatever. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, it may be somebody else's second, third, fourth, whatever the case may be. I, I think you're probably right in the big picture. E, for you, uh, is there anything you think will stand five years from now? What will stand out, if anything, in your mind from this game? The first time two African-American quarterbacks faced off in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, and they both played well. So, like, that, that'll stand out for me, for sure. Yeah, I, I think that historically that will be something that gets mentioned quite a bit as well. And, yeah, that that's what it, it was like the battle between Mahomes and Hurts. Honestly, what I'd hope from a football standpoint I can remember as much as anything is Kansas City's offensive line yeah. has been mm-hmm. amazing in this postseason, really. And when you consider when he goes out against the Jags, uh, Patrick Mahomes, that offensive line protected Chad Henney, protected a gimpy Mahomes. The Jags got a lot closer to Mahomes pre-injury than they did post-injury yep. in that game. And you had the t- – I mean, this was the story. Remember the last time the Chiefs made it to the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay? They could not protect Mahomes, right? Oh. They're coming from all angles. <laughs> he played like a hero that and, time, and he, too. Right, and he almost pulled it out anyway. Yeah. But, you know, in this game where you're like, oh – 
five more sacks, Philadelphia becomes the most prolific pass rush team in NFL history, at least most prolific sacking team. And they basically didn't get to him no yesterday. Sacks. Yep. Man, what about that shot, by the way, that Isaiah Pacheco took? Yeah. <laughs> and were... he's back in like a play later? <laughs> Whoa. Oh, my goodness, man. I mean, that one, if Pacheco, like, first of all, Pacheco played great Dude. in his game, right? Ran like uh, five yards a pop, scored a touchdown. I thought ran like, like he was given everything he had on a couple of those runs where even he didn't gain that much and he had to try to get to the corner and turn up field. My man was scooting like he was being chased by the devil. You know, Every like carry was like his last. Carry. It really was, and I was, but he got rocked, and that was clean shot. It was just like helmet to the ribs. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, right. And I didn't know was it bruised ribs? Is he get the wind knocked out of him? I I was I thought we may not see him again for the rest of the day because mm-hmm. you could tell as soon as he went down, like he was laboring, he was having trouble getting up. But uh, good for him, yeah. able to come back. You know, um, I I think it would have been remembered this game for Nick Bolton if he got the second one. No doubt. You know, we'll we'll look back and go. Oh, remember Nick Bolton had that scoop and score. Oh yeah, you might not even remember it was Nick Bolton, right? You'll remember. Oh yeah, Kansas City got that defensive touchdown. Um, maybe you remember it if you're from the Philadelphia side that you know you're you're gonna remember it for that penalty flag more than anything if you're Philadelphia, right? And that and that's just how it is. And I understand it. Um, me personally, as a mostly neutral observer of the game, like if Philly wins, I'm not crushed today. I don't know. I don't care that Whatever. much. I didn't. I didn't bet yeah. on Kansas City. It's not a big deal. Uh, I just had a rooting interest, and it, it's fun to make the the hours pass. I mean, at one point, bro. By the way, that game was three hours old, and there were about seven minutes left in the third quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. It's I mean, I Super get it. Bowl, but, right, yeah. Super Bowl, right? We're going to double the halftime. Half yeah, get the half hour, halftime. I, I understand. It was just like, holy smokes, man. This thing is really going to take its sweet time. So, uh, you know, uh, just block out some time. Somebody mentioned uh, on the on Twitter uh, mm-hmm. that Vegas is from uh, Teal Apocalypse. So, what's up, Teal? Uh, Vegas is on the same kind of rolling turf tray. That doesn't mean the turf has to suck. No, yeah. right. The, the concept of the rolling tray is a pretty good one, right? I mean, the, it's not like the turf gets pulled out of the tray. It's in that sa- that tray like sinks into the ground, and those seams are nowhere near where the players are. You, you'd never know it's in mm-hmm. a tray or not. It's just the the quality of the turf was so damn bad, and right. and and the paint. Uh, I think it's easier to get a football field sun when it's not inside a domed stadium, obviously. Sure, but I don't think it was a lack of sun. No, like, but even if you can open the roof, you need the field to be outside for it to get the kind of sun that you need it to get for it to be a tolerable football field. Correct. And you roll it in, which is what yeah. they do in Vegas. You roll in it in Arizona. to play on it, and, and you roll it back out. And unfortunately, the field they chose to roll in for last night's Super Bowl wasn't good enough. For an NFL Super Bowl standard, it wasn't even close. It's totally agree. I I I don't know what they're thinking. Glad nobody that. blew out a, a, yeah. an Achilles or a knee or anything like that, you know, because that would have been the damn shame yeah. of the whole thing. Or that they look, they were both impacted by it. But look, we all there were calls that were probably made earlier in the game. They go, oh man, if that call wasn't made, or if this call was made that was mm-hmm. missed, maybe it results in a different outcome as well. But when it happens in the final two minutes. It's it's like, all right, it's all come down to this, and we can clearly see, you know, that call 
didn't give Philadelphia a chance, whether it's the right one or not, just yeah. didn't enable them it to have a chance, chance to tie to the, game. the game. Right, yeah. or, right, and like without Butker missing the field goal, Yep. right, short of that. Uh, some of the responses we got today about what you'll remember most, Al said um, Philly allowing receivers to walk in for touchdowns. That angered me. I, I thought that was some pretty good scheming by, like, when the, the one to Tony – and the one to, to Sky Moore, like as soon as the ball came out of Mahomes' hands, it was like, oh, touchdown. Mm-hmm. He's got him. He got him. Um, ticky-tack defensive holding call. The last two minutes ruining the first 58. I just don't feel that way about either. it at all. Yeah, it's a little disappointing that, that, that it's even a talking point today because it arguably could have been one of the great ones, especially if Casey has to kick the field goal. They go up, and all right, now we got Philadelphia with a minute 45. Even if it's Kansas City – Stepping up and their defense rises up to force mm-hmm. a four and out because they would have been going for it on all four downs. We got less drama right at the end than we would have had otherwise. Um, from Lee House uh, forty one sixty five, uh, my lasting memory is that the Jags played the eventual Super Bowl champs to a tight finish. Yes, they did. Uh, the iffy holding call from Mark. Unfortunately, refs are supposed to call the game, not decide it. It's again. I don't do, – did the refs decide the game? Yeah. Bradbury said it was a hold. <laughs> Everyone involved in the play said it was a hold. The guy who held said, yeah. yeah, I held. I was hoping to get away with it. Yeah. I think it's just more – again, for people – even people that would acknowledge that, they're just going to say, well, yeah, but was that called as consistently throughout the game or were there other instances they got away sure. uh, with it? Uh, Travis Kelsey yelling, put some respect on our name with a snot rocket. Uh, said Rogers. <laughs> uh, you know, I, you I, know those never respected Kansas City. This teams. thing, right, right. Like I don't watch the post game. Like I, if it's the Jags, we're all gonna live in it. We're never gonna want the moment to end, right? We're gonna have like like teal, black, and gold confetti uh, stuck to our face, and we might not take a shower for a week, right? But yeah, as soon as the game's over, like I don't care. I really don't. I'll find out on Twitter who the MVP was. It doesn't matter. I don't need to see your speech. I don't need to see. Any of that stuff, but having people hit me up going, Kelsey in the post game is yelling about how nobody thought we would be here. <laughs> what? What are you talking about, it's, man? Uh, Why like, not rock that's, it off, It's never true, right? right? In the Super Bowl, it's never true. Like nobody thought you'd be there. Philadelphia would have more claim to that than Kansas City. I mean, I'm sorry certainly. that a hundred percent of the people right. who picked, but you know, the AFC rep didn't right. go with. Kansas City, but that's it's a little when Denver much. won their last Super Bowl and they came out saying nobody thought, nobody thought. It's like you mean when everybody picked you to win the Super Bowl the year before, the whole football picking world basically thought you'd win and you let everybody down, and then the next year you win the Super Bowl and all of a sudden nobody believes in you. What are you talking about? Right. Yeah, you're, you're the Chiefs. You're going to be one of the picks to win the Super Bowl for as long as Patrick Mahomes is playing quarterback. Are oh, they the favorite to win the Super Bowl next year, according they to the to Vegas be. odds makers? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Jags are eighth. No uh, Brent said the the most boring final two minutes in Super Bowl history. I don't know some of those like fifty five to tens. Uh, There's been a few of those. There've been like an entire second halves that have been worse than those final two. Listen, yeah. look, the game was tied. Yeah. They still had to kick the field goal, mm-hmm. and there there were still opportunities for Philadelphia uh, to get a, a strip or something along those lines. But, hey, you know what? We asked you what you're going to remember. Uh, somebody Was it Purple Gatorade? Somebody said they bet on Purple Gatorade. Oh, I and didn't they, see it. They're yeah. counting their money, Jif. That was not one of the favorites, I don't think, right? I would doubt it. Last yeah. time Chiefs won, they had orange. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just goes to show you, I, I don't think you have any clue, right? Like, yeah. I, I'm, I am waiting for the big – 
Super Bowl um, national anthem betting controversy. At some point, somebody's going to have the number because they usually pre-record it, right? Yeah. And so we've heard them rehearse it, right? Somebody's going to know exactly how long it is and and, and try to wager. A yeah. lot of money like on when it. When we were in New Orleans, it was that they warehouse. They were literally rehearsing right it right corner. between our hotel and Radio every Row. Day. Yeah. Every day. We could have sat there with a stopwatch, honestly, and timed it. Yeah. But uh, we weren't smart enough to do that. All right. Let's say hello to XL Primetime. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. All right. Joe C is here. Uh, hello, Joseph. How are you? Yeah, uh, purple did uh, come out of the bucket, purple Gatorade, and I think the popular ones were the green and the red for the two teams. Right. Well, green and well, the last time Kansas City won, it was orange. Yeah, yeah like actually. Yeah. So you know, and I thought you know, like if you're Kansas City, why, why wouldn't you have red? Right. Would be the exactly. thing. But so I'm guessing to you all's point that the uh, guy who was in charge of the Gatorade bet on the Gatorade. You makes and, you wonder, and, like, <laughs> like somebody's got to know what's going to be in there, yeah. right? Yeah. He probably bet on it. Now they do. Cap. They cap you. They sure. cap those, but and so if you wanted to, you go all over town, I suppose, and right and get your, get your max bet in or have some you know intermediaries. Right, still go. be a fun ride. They probably uh, have multiple different things too, because it all depends on which one the players grab. True, they could have yeah. purple in one, could right. have you yeah. know yellow True. in another one. True. Right, True. Uh, it definitely could have that. But the the national anthem thing, Plausible I am waiting. Plausible deniability. That's yeah. coming. <laughs> uh, so Joe, uh, yeah. I know you're going to be talking about it for the next three hours, but if there is one thing you five years from now what's the w- one thing you'll remember most about the Super Bowl uh the um I, I thought about Kadarius Tony's punt return but I th- I'll remember the scoop and score okay that that'll be the thing I'll I'll remember because honestly as I'm playing this watching this game and playing it out in my mind uh-huh. I'm sitting around with a bunch of buddies and and I'm saying like I'm you guys know I was on the Kansas City Chiefs side of this that's who I liked and so I'm like in the second quarter, it's not going well. It no. is not going yeah. well at all. And I'm like, something has got to happen here right now. Something has got to happen. Anyway, three or four plays goes by, and I'm like, well, if nothing's going to happen, and then boom, it happened. Oh, I don't, like, yeah, so I don't, that, I don't know the if I they win without that play. Yeah. I really don't. Because yeah. at that point, Philly had the offense rolling pretty well. You know, if they go down and score, and it's 21-7. to seven. I know yeah. they were up by 10 at the half, but still it felt like Kansas City was hanging on by their fingernails a little yeah. bit there. And had the second one gone down, I think Nick Bolton's Super Bowl MVP because yeah. he would have had two touchdowns and definitely would have remembered it for that. But mm-hmm. uh, definitely a, no question, a huge well, play. The other part, as far as the boring end, I'm in a square, a sizable square mm. game. And you had the, the eight and a five? I had a two and a five. Oh. And so when he goes down, when McKinnon goes down. You needed the touchdown. Yeah, he just needed to run in. Yeah. And and, and then I thought, you know, that they was there would be a chance they might let them score just to, you know, kind of get the ball back. with. They tried to. Yeah, exactly. They just kind of sashayed out of the way. Bottom line is that was mine. Ah, that well, was my two and five. Look, I went on um, – I did – I got ten squares in our yeah. 10-10XL, and I did them from top left corner down to the bottom right corner, knowing I would get – at least one of every number combination on each team, hoping yeah. that when I got like the seven, the three, or the zero, I would get a good one. It was like eight, nine, yeah. five, yeah. two. It was all crap. I was yeah. looking at yours. Yeah. It was, it not was in rough. good shape. I had I had the Eagles four and the Chiefs seven. Mm-hmm. So right at the end of the first quarter, I was yeah. like, man. Like, I was screaming for them to try the shot. And then the first play of the second quarter, I was like, you cowards. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? And I, I think E.T. won that first quarter. Yeah, because yeah, I was looking yeah. at that one. 
Missed yeah. the seven and seven. I had <laughs> the uh, I had the five and the seven, 35 27. Right. And with seven minutes left, if they stop Philly, mm-hmm. that's pr- pretty good chance that's going to be the final score because KC yeah. at that point is going to try to burn some clock. Mm-hmm. You knew Philly wasn't going to kick a field goal, but they gave up that big hitter to uh, Devontae Smith and that yeah. kind of ruined that hope. So. It, it was a really good game. Uh, I'm not necessarily worried or pointing to one thing. That was a holding call, that type of thing. That's, mm-hmm. that call. Look, there was just so many good plays that, that unfolded over the course of the game. I, lo- I liked it. I enjoyed that. I did, too. Yeah. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I you know could take or leave Rihanna at halftime. Mm-hmm. It didn't – whatever. It's well, the fine. unveiling, I guess, will be the thing that people will remember there. What do you Pre- mean? Prego. That she was, oh, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. My wife's like, is she pregnant? I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't keep up with Rihanna. She looks the, a little pregnant, but is that, can I say that? Am I allowed to yeah. say that? And hey, the, honey, uh, how long? How far along are you? That's not a terrible thing to say. It's that worst. baby do? If you get on the front and back of that, you, you could really be in big trouble. You can, right? Uh, yes. But, but so. the other thing is the, the Oompa Loompas. That, that's what I'll remember. Like, the dancers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They remind me who's the uh, the dance, the Jabberwockies, a little bit, you know, just with the yeah. the look, the style, a little bit, right? Um, so we, anyway, yeah, it was fun. It was yeah, fun. there's my street cred for the day. I mentioned a, <laughs> a dance troupe from 15 years ago. They probably still do things. Probably, yeah, they definitely. What's do. the first time Jabberwockies came on the scene though? Probably thought, 15. I'm gonna say 15 years. See, I thought it was uh, uh like I thought they were more relevant. More recent. Yeah, more recent. Ah, you might be right. I don't know. I don't know. All right, uh, Joe C., have a great show today. All right, fellas. Plenty of Super Bowl recap uh, for you. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow yeah. transitioning into the Jaguars offseason. So, uh, there you go. Hope you got what you want. I hope you enjoyed the game yesterday. Now let's figure out how the Jags can be the next team to hoist the Lombardi trophy. That'll do it for us today. For Tony Smith and E.T., I'm Mike Dempsey. Thanks for listening to Jaguars today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM.